always depended on the kindness of strangers. All right, so he's not a regular rat or, or even a super rat. He's a scared little mouse, that's all. Ha, I had two years to grow claws, Mother. Jungle Ray! Hello, and welcome to The Real Woman, a podcast about all things cinematic. I am your host, Emmanuel Perryman. I'm thrilled to welcome my next guest, who is Casey Hurd, a former principal dancer at the Dutch National Ballet and currently working on a docuseries entitled Ballet Rising about the rise of classical ballet outside of the Western world. Welcome, Casey. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so, Casey, how did you begin in ballet? How, what was your journey like? Uh, I was kind of an, uh, I was a young sort of uh, introverted boy. Um, my mom had kind of talked me into auditioning for the Nutcracker, and I kind of thought, okay, you know, I was even though I was somewhat introverted, I was still somewhat. Uh, adventurous as well. Um, so yeah, I thought I would audition for the Nutcracker and try it out. And I was one of, uh, I think, thirty-some-odd uh, boys that, that went to audition, and they cut two or three of us, and I was one of them. So I was pretty devastated. Um, but my mom was like, you know, why don't you uh, um, take some ballet lessons and, and try for, try again for the Nutcracker next year? It'll, it'll teach you, you know, some musicality and teach you how, how to pick up choreography and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I tried it and eventually figured out that I really loved it and uh, been st stuck with it ever since. And where was, this was in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Salt Lake City and grew up there until I was about 16. And then, uh, so did, then you, did you audition and get into the Nutcracker the next time? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> So what led you to the Dutch National Ballet? Um, I was dancing in Seattle. I was a principal dancer with the Pacific Northwest Ballet. And um, I was actually quite content living there. I had a really nice paying job and a great company in a great city with lots of wonderful friends. And I was pretty content to just stay there and enjoy the rest of my career and the rest of my life, I guess. And suddenly an opportunity to guest with the Dutch National Ballet came up. And um, I, I said, of course, yeah, I mean, who, who wouldn't right. take an opportunity with one of the biggest companies in the world? And so I came and I guessed it and they said, hey, why don't you join full time? And I, at first I thought, mm, I don't know, you know, I've got such a great thing going on in Seattle. Um, but yeah, they, uh, I had to think about it a little bit further and, you know, the opportunity to live in another country and experience another culture and dance as a lead dancer with one of the biggest companies in the world was kind of a bit too much to say no to. So I uh, ended up, uh, you know, saying yes, and, and I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I was just in Amsterdam this summer for the first time, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. It I've, really I've, is. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great country, a great city. And I just love being in the heart of Europe. I mean, you can get to Paris in a couple hours. You can get to Berlin in a few hours. You know, 45-minute flight over to London. You know, it's just, it's really like living in the center. 
it's quite spectacular. And so how many years were you with that ballet company? Um, I was with, uh, I was there for eight years. Uh, eight years, and then you, and you became the prin a principal dancer, and then after you left, you went on an interesting uh, career turn. Uh, tell us what you did. Yes. Uh, it, it's, very, um, it's very consuming. Um, it sort of it takes all of your energy. It takes all of your time. It, uh, it just you have to be very focused on it. And it's such a big world out there with so many other things to learn and experience that I felt like I wanted to sort of step away for for a time and and explore all of those other things. And I just wanted to basically travel around the world as much as possible. And. Um, you know, one thing led to another. I, I was kind of wondering if I wanted to teach ballet. You know, I, I love teaching ballet. It's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's great to watch, you know, people learn and, and, and grow. And, um, but I never saw myself as a full-time ballet teacher or a choreographer or, you know, uh, maybe someday I'll direct a company, but much, much later after I've, you know, gone out into the world, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to just travel and I thought, as long as I'm traveling, I could offer my services, you know, and so I was looking in, in places that ballet doesn't normally take you, you know, as a dancer, I've been yeah. to London, Paris, you know, New York, Moscow a hundred times, but I wanted to go to places like Sub-Saharan Africa and deep into Latin America and, and India and places like that, and I, I quickly discovered that there's just a tremendous drive on with a lot of people to, to engage in ballet and, and to study it and to learn about it and to build communities. And um, so I just thought, oh my gosh, this is such a great opportunity to, to go and, and um, you know, uh, give, give people my experience and, and, and teach them what I, you know, what I can offer. Um, and yeah, it just came, it was just such a wonderful experience and it's so many wonderful people that, that uh, yeah, I wanted to go as, as many places as possible and suddenly, you know, one thing led to another and now I'm, yeah, I found myself starting a project that would, that would allow me to go around the world to teach ballet to play in places that don't have a tremendous amount of money or, or a, a deep history, you know, and to just offer people what I, what I can, you know, give them my, my skill set. Yes, and so this project became Ballet Rising. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean we had a whole bunch of names for it. You know, we didn't. We in the beginning, uh, you know, I had a couple of friends I was brainstorming with. We didn't know what to call it. We didn't know exactly what it was. You know, is this a is this a, an outreach program? Is this an education program? Is this you know what is this? Um, yeah, and so it, it just became so many different things. We were calling it the Global Ballet Project for a little while, and then. Uh, a friend of mine from uh, uh, ABP, Sasha Rodetsky, said, hey, why don't you call it Ballet Rising? And I thought, okay, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And the name just... And so what does, uh, what do you do? What is Ballet Rising? We're like a, a media, um, a media platform. We're focusing primarily on films. Um, so a friend of mine who used to be a dancer, who's now a professional filmmaker, photographer, came into the mix 
Phoenix a couple of years ago and said, hey, you know what, I think this is a great story. And at the time I was looking for a way to fund uh, my travels around the world and to help these communities and, and schools. And he said, you know what, let's make some films about it and let's see if we can fund it that way. So uh, we've been going with that ever since. Um, so yeah, we're, we're making films primarily, but as a means of trying to get the films funding funded, we're uh, employing a bunch of other things. Uh, so right now we're making a lot of articles about future projects that we want to film. Um, but we also want to maybe try and do some podcasts and, and some other types of media, just as a way of sort of uh, building momentum for the project. Um, so yeah, I, I would say we're primarily a film uh, film project, but we're kind of dabbling in a few different things just for now until the films can uh, start moving. And uh, so how many films have you done at this point? Um, well, we went to India and we tried to make a, our first film there. Uh, didn't quite manage, uh, didn't fully uh, have it planned out exactly what we wanted to do yet. So we, uh, we managed to get our teaser film. Um, so the, this summer in August, we went down to Brazil and we made two films down there. So uh, one of them is... Uh, Based on, is a documentary about my friend uh, Danny Robert Silver, who's from a small city in uh, Brazil called Uberlandia. He's a wonderful, wonderful dancer, uh, really up-and-coming dancer in the Dutch National Ballet. But he also comes from a very, um, very difficult background. So his personal story is quite, um, quite compelling. And so we did a one piece on him, and then we went to Rio. And we had about five or six different stories we were looking for, uh, and we wanted to see sort of which one panned out, and one by one, they all kind of kept falling through, and right at the end, we were like, oh my gosh, I don't think we're going to get a story out of this. But we found this wonderful little school uh, called Dansando Paranao Dansar, and it's basically a ballet school, but they get some funding from various companies and, and the government to go out into the favelas to teach uh, free ballet classes for underprivileged children. And so now they're working in all of the, the poorest neighborhoods throughout Rio and uh, just giving them after-school activities and uh, teaching them about dance and, you know, just uh, providing a real, um, something, you know, something for the kids to do, something for them to learn and, and building a community for them. And um, so, yeah, we did a, a story on them and, yeah, right now we're in the process of editing it. So yeah, it was, a, it was quite an experience. So, yeah, well, that sounds wonderful. Coming soon, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was fun. It was a really cool experience. So what other, um, you've been to India, you've been to Brazil. Have Are there other countries that you've gone to or are planning to go to? Yeah, well, we've been in contact with uh, a company in Cambodia, We've been in contact with a school in Sri Lanka, a few people we've talked to in Vietnam, uh, there's some people in Guatemala, Mexico, uh, Peru, uh, and then actually this coming weekend there's a, 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 an association of teachers in Nigeria that they're having a conference, so we've been talking to them a lot, and someone else that we've been talking to who's from South Africa is coming up to Nigeria this coming weekend to, to sort of teach ballet. And it's really fascinating because these people, um, not, they've never studied ballet before. All of them are ballet teachers, but they've only ever studied
highlighted on YouTube. So oh, wow. this weekend, their first ever ballet class with a live teacher. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to go as many places as possible. Um, I think, yeah, so primarily around Africa, South Asia, and, and Latin America, but there's also some other projects, possibly in, in Eastern Europe and Central Asia, and then possibly with uh, some Native American uh, reservations in the United States and Canada. Oh, wow, that sounds really just fabulous. So you've done, uh, you shot a film in, in, in Rio and in uh, Uberlandia, and you shot a film in India. Um, are there other locations that you've been to already that you've, where you've already shot a film? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we pretty much broke our budget on Brazil, so now we're just yeah. in the process of trying to find funding to, to get the other films going. And so once the project is complete, in your mind, how many um, films do you think that it would be? Like, would, and would these movies be, like, where would they, where would people see them? Well, they'll be seen uh, on YouTube. We're trying to find sponsors for it, and we want to we leave the films uh, free for everyone to watch and see uh, on, on YouTube. Did you look, did you have influences? Did you look at other documentaries or docu-series for inspiration or ideas on how to do what you're doing? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of documentaries. I, I, I live for documentary films. Um, I think the biggest influence for me personally was probably um, uh, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Uh, I just love his show, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. Sort of get into all those backstories 
yeah. um, all those social issues and things like that. So it's, I think that was one that I, we were kind of looking at a lot uh, that influenced me at least. What's been your favorite story so far? Do you have a favorite story that you've heard during your travels? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the one that really stands out to me, I mean, there's so many great stories. Uh, the one that's really stood out to me uh, that I thought was just quite just fascinating was this uh, um, group of ballet teachers, self-taught ballet teachers down in Nigeria. I just think that's so amazing that these people have such a drive that they would go that far. And it just shows such a, a level of of passion and dedication and, and interest and it just it shows the world that that dance is universal that art is universal and and that you know it just to me it just shows that we're all part of a of one big family and a community of people that share a common interest and and yeah that that i think has really stood out to me but there's a lot of really fun and interesting people out there doing great things that yeah, it's hard to pull one of them out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the idea that they would learn ballet through YouTube, it, it's just, you almost think, how? <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm not a dancer, but I've, but I've taken ballet classes. And I just think of that, you know, the connection that you have with, the teacher in the room who comes over and you know corrects whatever your foot your position your anything um and to not have that and to do it remotely yeah. it, it just seems like it's so much more difficult yeah well, absolutely i mean having a teacher there watching you and correcting you and, and pushing you and and nurturing you in person means so much you know it's it's so difficult to do it without it but you know we're also moving into the 21st century and people are doing a lot of really spectacular things in in very creative ways so yeah i think it's, it's really exciting to see uh to talk to these uh teachers down in nigeria and get the level of excitement and enthusiasm that they have right now knowing that they're finally gonna have a a live personal teacher in the studio with them you know i mean it's like a it's like seeing a little kid's face on christmas you know right right and so this teacher is coming from south africa yeah his name is dirk badenhorst um he's a really really wonderful guy um and he he's been teaching a lot he has a, a school he was he has several uh, projects and companies going on in south africa um, and I'm not exactly sure how they got in touch with uh, the people in Nigeria, but somehow there was a connection there. And um, I, I was actually in contact with both of them, not knowing that they had also been in contact with each other. We found out later. So they invited me to come down. I said, yeah, I'd love to, but I don't have the money to do it right now, so I'm going to be covering it from afar. So uh, will they be, like, will this be live streamed for you? I mean, how will you be able to, will you be able to see what they're doing or? Yeah, I, I'm hoping that at least I, uh, I asked them if 
they'd be comfortable with a live stream and they said well no not for the public because uh you know that's very personal and they're just not sure how things are going to go and, and this, i mean this is their very first real ballet class and right. so they didn't feel very comfortable with a live stream but i'm going to try and do a, an interview with uh esther Oladi, Oladi Pupo, who's running the the organization and um see what i can do to just at least cover the event you know, so that so that people are aware of, of what's happening there and, and that, uh, you know, we can get the word out that, that, that these people are here, that, that, that they have a passion for dance and that, and that they want the international community to support, you know, just whatever we can do to say, hey, welcome, welcome to the community, you know, you're, you're one of us, you know. Yeah. I think that means a lot, a lot for people. So I think that's somehow I, I, I want to do that, but we haven't exactly figured it out yet. And, and do you see these movies as an opportunity, not just for not, you know, knowledge that they are there and, and that they exist and are doing it, but to also possibly, you know, benefit them in some way, either financially or, you know, I mean, I'm just wondering, can, will these, I'm hoping that these, will, these projects will be able to you know, really help them in a tangible way as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for right now, what we want to do is just make the films, and that's just really about creating awareness and, and, and telling their stories in a very sort of, um, um, I guess you can say journalistic way, where we're not really taking a position. We're just really telling people that they're, that making people aware that they're there and, and so that they can build the community, be a part of the community. But we definitely, I, I definitely want to eventually take much more of a, um, yeah, a, a role in that I want to create a, a global community, a global connection that would benefit these communities in a very real way. So I've talked about doing uh, like teacher exchanges. I've, I've talked to a lot of big, uh, well-known, world-renowned ballet teachers to say, hey, if we can raise a little bit of money, would you be interested in spending a week in in Sri Lanka or Nigeria or Bolivia or somewhere, you know, but also choreographers, directors. Um, I've talked to several, uh, like, marketing managers with major ballet companies to say, hey, would you be interested in sort of coaching and teaching marketing skills for some of these uh, companies, you know? Um, so we, we're talking about doing a lot of different things, sometimes, you know, in really, really uh, poor areas. You know, they don't even have shoes or or tights or leotards, so I want to talk to companies to say, hey, you know, let's see if they can donate some some uh, shoes and, and tutus and things. Maybe some companies would be, be interested in donating a, a floor that they're not using anymore. Uh, all, there's a, a big variety of different things we can do towards creating a, a, some type of organization that would have a direct uh, involvement in in that type of stuff. So, I mean, so far we haven't built anything yet, but these are, these are all uh, ideas that are on, on the board that we're, we're tossing around. I think that'll be a separate project from Ballet Rising. Um, yeah, like I said, we want to really just stick to media right now with Ballet Rising, but uh, the other project, we're probably going to call it the Global Ballet Project. That would be a real... Um, a real in-depth project that would that would be sort of a global exchange of, of ideas and materials and, and expertise and, and maybe some money or who knows, well, uh, you know, some type of fundraising. 
And what has the reception been so far to the people you've spoken to? Have they been positive about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, every, every director, choreographer, teacher, dancer I've spoken to has sort of gotten real wide-eyed and gone, wow, that sounds great. <laughs> <It was> great. <laughs> locations that you that you want to go to I mean there's you know it's a huge world uh, how, how do you how do you select the locations on this project at this point? projected date of, you know, by ne by this point, we're going to have X number of films, or are you just sort of kind of seeing where it goes? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of seeing where it goes. You know, it's, it, we, have, we have most of the stories lined up. We have the connections. You know, everyone was just kind of waiting for the money. Um, we're, we're really, like, 
my my partner, who's the filmmaker, Chris, he's pretty much right now working full time editing the films and making these uh, films, and I'm uh, pretty much emailing all day long and and uh, looking around trying to look for different ways of, of getting funding as well as working on our website and things like that. So yeah, it's it's really just a matter of once we get the money, we we'll hit the road and and start going for it. And and what uh, outlets are you looking at to to raise the money? Are you doing like a Kickstarter or what kind of areas are you are you uh, look you know seeking out? Um, we do. We, we on our website you can donate directly to to us. Um, and what's your website? It's www.ballerising.com. Okay. And yeah, so. We've been emailing a lot of companies, uh, dance companies in particular, um, to see if they would be like, a, yeah, like clothing brands and shoes and things like that to see if they'd be interested. Um, I sent an email just yesterday to a, a, a dance floor company to see if they would be interested in sponsoring it. But we're also looking at contacted KLM and Singapore Airlines and, and people like that. So just any company that feels like they would want to be a part of this community. I think what, what we're doing is, is sort of branded entertainment. It's a sort of new type of film, short film where um, it's not it's not advertising, but it, it creates a, a community around a certain product or a certain, um, yeah, something that somebody is uh, building. And uh, so what we want to do is, is pull companies into this community and uh, Build a sort of a relationship between them and the people that they that typically buy their products. So yeah, we're 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 just trying to. Yeah, it's all part of that community aspect. So yeah, bigger bigger companies that, that might be interested in, in being involved in a project like this that really shows their their brand and their logo in a in a good light. That yeah, like I said, makes them a part of the community, makes people feel that they're part of the community. In Brazil and in and in India, uh, you you said you taught you did some teaching in India. Did you also do some teaching in Brazil? Um, no, I I I would like to teach. Um, you know, every every country is a little bit different. In yeah. India, there's not a lot of teachers, and so they were very excited that I was there to teach. South America is a little bit different. Um, there's a lot of great, great teachers down there. They've got opera houses. They've got companies. They're just really lacking funding more than anything. Um, and so we want to we want to support them in that aspect. But you know, other places like Sub-Saharan Africa and, and India, I mean, there's hardly any teachers. There's no there's hardly any uh, history of, of it. There's no opera houses. You know, there's yeah. there's not infrastructure. So in these places, I'll be doing a lot more teaching. I might do a little bit in Latin America, but yeah, it's, it's sort of a taking every situation as it is and, and seeing where I can be of most use. How can I help that community in the best way? And do you have a uh, a dream location that you'd like that you really, really want to go to? Like, I don't know, maybe it's Nigeria or, or but a location that you think, oh, that would just be fabulous if we could film something there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's a, I, maybe maybe Bora Bora would like to have me there, but, <laughs> but no, I, you know, 
too. Um, now I've been there, but I mean, it's such a big country, and there's so many different places, and it's so, oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's there's I've been to many countries around the world, but there's still so many that I haven't. So I'm just trying to get to as many as I can. And, and there's uh, stuff that really interests me, like Madagascar. You know, I've always wanted to go to Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Um, Peru, um, Vietnam. You know, there's just so many great places that just look so beautiful and interesting. So yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see which one which one comes first. <laughs> and you you said you've been in touch with people in Vietnam. Uh, yeah, I was in touch with a woman who was teaching ballet there. She was living, I think, in Ho Chi Minh City, uh, but she knew a lot of dance schools and companies around Vietnam, so uh, I haven't talked to her in a while. been really busy with other projects, but I hope to get back to her. Um, Vietnam has been one of the places I've always wanted to travel to. It's been pretty high on my list of places I'd love to visit. And, and there's some really interesting stories there, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope to get back in touch with her soon. Um, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> now, I, I I know that you mentioned Canada and and like Native American reservations in the U.S., which is technically the Western world. Uh, so I was just wondering if are you are you planning on expanding beyond? Because I sort of had maybe I I don't know where I got that. I had the idea that this was sort of centered in non-Western communities. Yeah, we, we've been centering the idea around, because the, if you, the idea of what is the Western world and what is not sort of depends on who you ask. Right. Uh, you know, like, like some people don't consider Latin America Western world, but some people do. Um, so what we're kind of focusing on is outside of ballet-centric cities and areas. But even that is somewhat of a nebulous idea. So it's just basically anywhere around the world outside of, say, New York, Paris, London, Moscow, San Francisco, you know. Right, right. Then there's also like Tokyo. But Tokyo has a pretty rich history in ballet. They've got some couple of well-funded companies. So things are happening there. Um, So it's all a bit of a... A nebulous idea as far as that's concerned. It's just sort of we want to go wherever there, wherever we're needed, you know, wherever there is just not a lot of support or knowledge or understanding or experience in not just classical ballet but dance in general. I mean, we're taking it very much from a position of, of classical ballet because I'm a dancer, I'm a classical ballet dancer. But you know, we want to really impress on everyone just the, the, the value of art and dance in general, regardless of whatever type of dance you, you like or, or whatever, you know, ballet is just kind of a, an introductory, if you like, ballet, great, stick with it. Maybe, maybe ballet doesn't appeal to you. Maybe, maybe something else does, but try some ballet and that'll open up doors to, to you, you know? Yeah. So, uh, sort of, yeah, it's hard to say Western world. It's, yeah, it's just kind of anywhere we're really needed where there's, just the, that drive and, and not a lot of people to, to help out, to, to build it, you know, to get, yeah. it, um, get it going. So you might actually consider U.S. cities in the U.S. that don't have, like, really strong, established ballet companies. I mean, for example, I'm, I'm from New York, but I'm located in Detroit, 
And Detroit has a beautiful opera house that a number of, you know, the Joffrey comes and, and Alvin Ailey comes and the New York City Ballet comes. Uh, but they don't really have their own local, you know, ballet company that is, in, at least that I am aware of, that's high profile. Um, yeah, actually, uh, I've danced in that opera house with American Ballet Theater. Have you really? Yeah, it's a gorgeous theater. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it's, it's stunning. I mean, uh, and, and Detroit would be a great city to, to work in. I've actually thought of it several times. My aunt lives, uh, my aunt and uncle um, live just outside of Detroit. I was there last year for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And, uh, where, where, are, yeah. where outside of Detroit? In, uh, in Lansing. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I was a professor of music at the University of Michigan. So went and, yeah, came back to the U.S. and had uh, some turkey. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> but my aunt does some teaching. She used to be a ballet dancer. She teaches dance at the University of Michigan. She, she told me, she was like, hey, listen, uh, if you want to teach here in Detroit, you know, I, I, I teach around, and so... Uh, yeah, at various schools, and I, I know a lot of people in the area, and I thought, okay, that would be really cool. Um, I have a lot of friends from Detroit, so it would be great. Yeah, and it, it is unfortunate because Detroit has so much potential. There's so much talent. There's, you know, it's a, such a great city, but it's obviously seen some hard times, and it's unfortunate that they don't have a, a bigger, more robust arts community, but I, I don't think it would be that hard to build. You know, the, the talent and the drive and the passion is there. I agree. And really, there is a strong, it's interesting, there's a strong arts community, but it's more like art, you know, not dance. It's, it's more in, in the fine arts area. Um, it's, it, you know, it's not as much in the classical dance area. Uh, obviously, the music scene is very strong. Um, so, so no, I agree with you that I think it would not take much to to create that here. Yeah, I think it will eventually. Just yeah, just needs a little bit of a, a reorganization in some areas. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Detroit is, is sort of recovering. It went through a real rough patch there, but from what I understand, there's there, there is a recovery going on. So oh, there definitely is. Well, outside of, other than Detroit, uh, are there other, are there other, you know, any other cities or states in the U.S. that you think would be, you know, interesting destinations? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's quite a few. It's, uh, we haven't really thought of it that much yet. We're really focusing more on sort of, yeah, outside of the, outside of the United States and Western Europe primarily, or, or Japan and Korea, sort of outside of the, the heavily the, the industrialized world right. uh, for now. But, you know, there's so many different directions that we can take this project, and we want to, to move it beyond what we're, what we're doing right now, right? We just really want to start off with a sort of more basic idea and get it launched, and then we can sort of scale up and see where we can take it, you know? Because, like I said, there's just so many different directions we can, we can go, but obviously we have... We have we don't feel like we've even started yet, so um, we'll take it one step at a time and see what comes our way. But yeah, there's so many possibilities, and, and could be really amazing to see where it can go. And what's the reception that you've 
uh, gotten from the people in the communities that you've traveled to already and, and, and interviewed and filmed. Uh, have you had a chance to really interact with the, with the, the students? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they've all been wonderful. I think there's a little bit of a, you know, in Brazil it was a bit, a bit like, you know, first, you know, what are these guys doing? Who are you? What are you doing? You know, <laughs> because we're not world famous filmmakers, you know, we said, oh, we're coming to make a film. They were like, okay, why we're there, why we're trying to film these things. And then they understood we're, that we're there, you know, to help them, to tell their stories, to connect them, you know, to sort of, you know, hopefully they can use these films to, to go and find fundraising and things like that. So, yeah, the, the reception was amazing. But there's other places, like when we went to India, you know, the reception immediately was like, wow, you know, <laughs> we have a dancer from Europe here, you know, a principal dancer with the Dutch National Ballet is here to teach us. You know, they were just really excited. They were fun, wonderful people, talented dancers who just had this drive to learn and grow and and yeah, we we had a great time, and it, and it just it, right from the beginning, it was just yeah, just really fun, cool, cool, fun people. That's awesome. Other than funding, have there been unforeseen obstacles in terms of you know getting a hold of people? I know you had issues tracking some people down, but have there been other obstacles that you didn't maybe didn't think would be obstacles? Um, not really. I wouldn't say that they're obstacles, but we've had, uh, you know, I had one uh, person contact me from Italy, and, and unfortunately right now, you know, Italy's really suffering. Uh, they're closing a lot of the opera houses. The companies are, are closing down. There's, I think there's only three companies left in all of Italy. Oh, wow. And so they, they called me and said, hey, listen, why are you doing this, you know, or why should we help you help these people in, in India and Africa and South America when we can't even help ourselves. And, and I thought, you know, on one hand, you're right. On the other hand, I truly believe that if artists around the world could come together and form a, uh, a community that can speak with, with one voice about the need and the, the, the benefits of art and dance, that if we would all speak together and join together, that we could make all the people in, in we could make these people in the governments and, and the companies that, that support these arts understand it a lot more. And it's basically sort of like instead of fighting over the scraps, we could come together and make the pie much bigger to where there's enough for all of us, you know? Yeah. So I think I, I think we need to create sort of a more unified community, global community and we can help each other that people in India can help people in, in Italy in, in many sort of some non-direct ways, but I think there's a lot of direct ways that they can help as well. And so that was a bit of a, I wouldn't say it was a step back, but it was an eye-opener. And, right. and it helped us in the long run because it really made me think about this a little bit further. And then there was a, uh, another person who contacted me with a little bit of concern. She, she wasn't rude, she wasn't you know, criticizing me or criticizing my project, but she wanted to know if we were conscious of sort of cultural colonization. She said, you know, you're going into these countries that are, are not Western, they have their own cultures, their own styles, and you're going to be sort of thrusting upon them this very Western style of dance that, you know, and in many of these countries like India, they're very, um, understandably, somewhat hesitant to, to 
you know, to accept more Westernization. You know, they, right. they've already been colonized at one point, and now we're sort of colonizing them again. And so I had to be very clear about this project uh, to say that we're not here to sort of bring ballet to the masses. We're here to support the communities that have already decided for themselves that they want ballet in their community, and then we will come to help them. Because it's a fine line between somebody who sort of is a cultural colonizer and somebody who is just there to help provide opportunities. You know, I want I want people. If you if you live in some place like uh, you know Bangladesh and you want to do classical ballet, you should have the right to do classical ballet. But right. we don't want to come in there and trust it upon them to say, hey, all you Bangladeshi people, you should be doing ballet. You know, you should do what you want to do. And your culture should be preserved and it should be respected. And if you want to go outside of that and join in another more in a global culture like classical ballet, then, then, I, then I'm here to support you. So, you know, we had to be very, um, uh, very clear about that. And so... Yeah, I really appreciated this person bringing that up to me. We had thought about it before, but we hadn't really put that much thought into it until then. So, yeah, I wouldn't say these were setbacks, but definitely things that have to be thought of and considered before you really push forward, you know? Yeah, and the opposite of that would be, uh, have, were there things or have there been things that you thought would be more difficult than they were? And you ended up saying, oh, that actually worked out more easily than I thought it would. <laughs> well, I have to say the, the response that I've received from everyone I've spoken to has been quite, quite amazing. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's a little shocking. I was kind of expecting a few more people to be like, eh, what? what are you trying to do? Right. But no, I mean, everybody I've spoken to thought, has said to me, wow, that sounds great, you know. So I think that has been, yeah, you know, uh, kind of, yeah, a little bit un unexpected in a very good way. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's wonderful. And so, how many people are actually on your team uh, when you go into an uh, into a community? You know, what's your entourage? How many how many people are working on this at any one time? Um, well. On location, as far as India and Brazil were concerned, it was just me and, and my colleague Chris. Um, but recently, just before we went down to um, Brazil, we well, we had uh, Marguerite Beevil. Uh, 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 she came in and she was like, she contacted me a while ago. She was like, "Hey, listen, uh, I love what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know how I, how I can be of help, but I want to be of help. I'm, a, I, I'm good at writing, so if you want, I can." Writer, proofreader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazing. Um, and then just before Brazil, uh, another woman, uh, Lindsay Elisa King, came on board and, and basically said the same thing. I, I just want to be a part of this project. I, I, I know you don't have any money, so I'm not asking for, for money, but I want to work on this project. And, um, you know, I have skills. What can I do? And I said, great. So she's actually a professional writer. She has her PhD in... Uh, dance criticism and, and something else. Um, so she's writing a whole bunch of articles for us about all of 
subjects of uh, you know the, the there's one article called, called the uh, United World of Ballet or something. I think that's what it was. You know, and it's all about what I was talking about with the woman from Italy about you know being a, a global community and making the pie bigger so that there's enough for all of us. And then you know some other subjects. She's been doing a lot of interviews with people that we want to make films on the, in the future. Um, so she, she's done some interviews with Dirk down in South Africa and Esther in Nigeria. Just today, I got a draft um, from a guy named an interview that she has done with a guy named uh, Stephen Benson, who's the director of a, a ballet school in Cambodia. Um, so she's yeah, just writing these articles, doing these interviews, and, and yeah, she's been absolutely amazing. Uh, but that's sort of sort of our core team. But then we've got a lot of uh, you know, Ritika in India has been a lot of help. She's giving us a lot of advice, and uh, Sasha Rodetsky the uh, director of the ABT studio company helped us come up with the name. <laughs> uh, and some other things, you know. There's a lot of great people that have, that have done some, some really nice help, but it's pretty much, I mean, as far as on location, just me and Chris. And uh, so when will the first video, the first video is from India, correct? Uh, no, the, the first one is from Uberlandia. Okay, film from Uberlandia be available to screen? Uh, hopefully by the end of December. We were going to hopefully put it out a little bit sooner than that, but um, yeah, Chris has just been slammed with other work. I mean, unfortunately, we're, we're all doing this on the side. You know, I, I've got to teach ballet. And, um, you know, I'm doing little side jobs to, to pay my bills, um, and he's doing the same, so we're kind of trying to get it done, get it done as as best we can, but yeah, it's kind of hard when everybody's got their real jobs and then, and then this is all kind of done on the side. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping December, probably around Christmas time. Uh, and is this, you have a YouTube channel? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Valley uh, Rising, and yeah, we're on YouTube right now. There's just our teaser video, but we're going to hopefully try and put up some more material, material pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we've got, a, I think, a pod, uh, it's not a podcast, uh, an interview that we did down in, in Brazil with Danny Silva, the guy that, that we did the, the, the first film on. So that was just a, a quick conversation of me and him walking around a football uh, field, uh, soccer field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very difficult. I'm from the U.S. Yeah. So I'm like a pitch, or no, a soccer pitch. No, a football field. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just talking about his life, and, and, you know, I was like, you know, you're from Brazil, did you ever play, you know, soccer, football, and he's like, no, no, I just never had a passion for it, so, yeah, it's just a conversation, we're going to hopefully try and get that out and put that on YouTube pretty soon. And the articles that she's, that she's writing, uh, where are they appearing? Are they online for people to read? Uh-huh. Yeah, they're all on our website, um, and if you go to the bottom of the page, you'll see down there on the navigation, the footer navigation, it says uh, articles. I think I'm going to make that bigger and change that around so that they're easier, more easily accessible. Uh, but yeah, they're on our website in that area called articles. Um, and I think we've got nine or eight or nine of them now um, for people to read. And it's just all about, we, yeah, we did one recently about the, the rise of ballet's popularity. You know, we're heading into a golden age of ballet with all these films and and media and everything that's happening. So, yeah, fun stuff. And, you know, it's interesting when you're talking about uh, the 
the dance community and the ballet community. I thought of that, um, oh, it happened earlier this year of that, was it, I don't remember her name, news reporter who sort of said something stupid about, about the, the prince's son taking ballet class. Um, I can't remember her name, it's probably better forgotten, but, but, but I thought it was interesting that the ballet community really came together for that. Yeah, well, it was a really nice, um, it was a nice, I think the whole thing ended really well, you know, obviously she said something that she clearly regretted, and, but she was, uh, you know, she came, she came out forward, you know, got on air, apologized, uh, did a nice interview with several dancers, um, yeah, and it was great to see the community come together. I think it, it was a sort of a, a bad moment that turned out really well. You know, when, when people sort of realize their errors and, and the other people, you know, are, are capable and, and wanting to forgive and forget, then we all have a wonderful lesson and we can all, you know, learn from it, grow from it, and we're all better for it. You know, so it was, uh, in the end, it was a, it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah, and I and I I just think it speaks to what you're talking about that it is definitely possible for the ballet slash dance community uh to come together for a common cause. And, and so if they it's like if they could do it for this, why not for a larger you know, a larger project, a larger cause? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think they will. You know, I, I was kind of surprised that when I first started doing this, I was like, "There's got to be other, you know, organizations or programs out there doing exactly what I'm doing." And there's a couple, um, there's a couple similar ones. There's a, an interesting one called Projection Dance. Uh, it's directed by Tim uh, Podesta, uh, and there's another one uh, called What the What Dance Can Do Project uh, that's kind of similar to what we're doing. But every, all of, we're all just kind of getting started right now. So I was a bit surprised that there was nothing like this sooner. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think people have all been a bit wide-eyed and said, yeah, of course, you know, why? If, if other industries and, and sports and, and other arts are going around the world and, and sort of, uh, you know, helping people develop and join their communities, why isn't ballet doing the same, you know? Um, so that, that people have, have responded really well. So uh, I think eventually, you know, hopefully soon it'll, it'll really get some traction and, and take off. Well, you know, I just think that this is a fabulous project. I really want to congratulate you on it. And I was really uh, looking forward to this episode because, again, like I said, I'm not a dancer, but I've taken dance or I took dance as a child and I recently a couple of years ago for about a year I took a ballet class just one-on-one -on -one, um, just to you know just to do it just to see if I could do it and it was wonderful it was wonderful and I was so happy that I did it uh, even though I'm you know in my 40s now so it was, it was a little harder but you know I just feel like you're combining my two favorite things of film and dance. Hey, great. Uh, so I just want to thank you very much for, for what you're doing and for coming on the podcast and talking about it. 
And I really wish you all the luck in the world with this project. I think it can really, you know, I feel like, like you said, ballet's kind of having a moment right now. And I feel like you're sort of really touching kind of the zeitgeist of the culture right now. I think you're doing this at a, at a really good moment in, in history and in time. Um, you know, maybe 10 years ago, it wouldn't have been as powerful, you know, or as even as easy to do. Um, but, uh, but so thank you very much for, for doing this and for coming on the, on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been a great opportunity to talk about this project, and, and it's been really fun talking with you. So, yeah, thank you so much. It's been really wonderful. Thank you. And is there any other? Um, are there any other social media links or shout-outs you'd like to you'd like to give for people to to uh, either look you up or look up Ballet Rising if anyone would like to donate? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Woman. This was the seventh out of 12 episodes of the second season. I'm taking a break for the holidays, but please join me in the new year for the remaining five episodes. Happy holidays.